You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Using banned substances legally, what are TUEs and why are they controversial? Welcome to a chapter of the AISTS Medicine Podcast, presented by Carla Woher and Josh Parkin. Today we'll be discussing how athletes use banned substances legally through therapeutic use exemptions, better known as TUEs, and why these can be so controversial. This topic became highly relevant after in 2016 a hack released the details of high-profile athletes that use TUEs. Among them was Bradley Wiggins, who received TUEs before big races, which sparked controversy in the eyes of the media and the public. So firstly, let's have a look at what TUEs are exactly. A TUE, TUE enables an athlete to take medically necessary substances or treatments that are otherwise on the WADA prohibited list without resulting in a doping offence. They are granted for a specific time period, administration type and dosage amount. Uh, what are the criteria for actually granting a TUE? There are four preconditions for granting a TUE. First, the prohibited substance or method is needed to treat an existing medical condition, which would otherwise cause an impairment to the health of the athlete. Second, the use of the substance or method in question should be unlikely to produce any additional enhancement to the performance of the athlete. Third, there shouldn't be any other reasonable alternative to the substance. And fourth, the prior use of the substance or method does not necessarily guarantee that an athlete actually gets a future TUE. So let's look at who grants TUEs. Um, TUEs are granted by TUE committees called TUECs. Um, these are formed of at least three independent physicians put together by either international federations, national anti-doping organizations, or specific major sporting event organizers. Uh, how are they actually granted? Well, the initiative always comes from the athlete. He has to apply to the appropriate TUEC, which is, depending on his or her sporting level, either for non-international athletes, their national anti-doping organization, for internationally active athletes, it is their respective international federation and if athletes require a TUE just for one specific sport event they would apply to the event organizers. However there are exemptions that can be made to these rules in certain cases. For example athletes can apply for retroactive TUEs. The TUEC decides whether the TUE is granted or not with an avenue for appeal possible at the respective national or international appeal bodies. The final instance is always being VADA and eventually CAS. So let's have a look at the controversies. What are the controversies around TUEs? Well, we'll briefly discuss three. Uh, firstly, as you heard from Carla, the, um, the process to get a TUE is quite complex and relatively non-transparent. Uh, all data and files related to TUEs are considered medical information and therefore are personally sensitive and are completely private. This is controversial because it is unknown to athletes and spectators who is competing under TUEs and who isn't, uh, to what extent the medical condition is or was debilitative to their performance, and it makes the evaluating the award of a TUE um, pretty much impossible by any other body um, than the TUEC. Uh, TUECs can be formed by different bodies at different levels, and the process behind the appointment of the independent physicians is unclear, which means rates um, on the award of TUEs varies from country to country and sport to sport. Um, a specific case or an example is that it has been estimated that 63% of all granted TUEs in 2015 um, came from the US, the UK and Australia alone. Um, although WADA has taken steps to ensure that TUEs are registered in a uniform system in the last few years. Another controversy that we look at is that 
athletes who can receive TVs for conditions that they do not actually have. So, for example, 9% of the Major League Baseball athletes in the U.S. are granted TVs for Adderall as a cure for attention deficit hyper disorder or ADHD as we know it. That is 10 times higher than the TOE rate for all substances at the 2016 Rio Olympics combined. And the diagnosis rate is twice as high as estimates for the general adult population in the US. So it seems that there is significantly more ADHD in baseball and more treatment with Adderall. Now Adderall happens to be a psychostimulant which have been shown to have performance enhancing capabilities such as improved attention, task motivation and improved anaerobic performance. An additional controversy around that topic is that the symptoms of ADHD are hard to physically measure, meaning that TUECs must consider accounts from close relatives or friends of the athlete to assess the symptoms, which could also be an avenue for abuse of the system. The third controversy is that performance-enhancing elements of substances or treatments granted by TUEs could go beyond just restoring an athlete to their normal health. A case related to this is Bradley Wiggins receiving triumphs still alone uh, for his hay fever days before competing in the 2011 and 2012 Tour de France races, the latter of which he won. Uh, triumphs still alone is a drug used to uh, reduce inflammation and has been cited by other riders who have used it as extremely strong and vastly reducing riders' weight without compromising performance. Uh, this raises the question whether alternatives were more appropriate for hay fever or whether triumphs still alone was an excessive treatment for this specific case. The final section of our podcast will briefly address what we believe could be improved in regards to the TUE system or the granting of TUEs themselves. So firstly, the system that we just described um, seems very complex and it seems quite easy to make mistakes. So we think it would be uh, worth considering a less complex system structure behind granting TUEs. For example, wouldn't it be worth thinking about one independent body that refuses and grants all TUEs at all levels, for example WADA? Secondly, greater transparency um, with the appointment of TUECs and the granting of TUEs themselves um, could deter athletes from attempting to abuse the system. Um, those with nothing to hide shouldn't be scared of publishing their results. And thirdly, we think that the bodies that award TUEs should try to improve their understanding of the implications of existing conditions and the effects of existing substances and treatments on the prohibited list. We think a more robust review of the performance-enhancing capabilities of certain substances, for example such as Adderall, and whether these go beyond simply a cure, could be helpful for TUECs. That concludes our podcast for today. Uh, we hope you learned something and thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.